It is Thursday, February 17th. I'm Rob Litters, and I'm here with Hustle writer Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Now, for those of you who are new, on days like this, we're going to give you a short and sweet breakdown of some of our favorite business and tech stories, and a couple of times a week, we're going to bring on some guests to dive a little bit deeper. Today, we've got some interesting items on the menu. In a bit, we're going to talk a lot about freezing eggs. What is it? How does it work? And why is it becoming big business? But before we get into that, to kick things off, here are four interesting things. So the first thing I thought was interesting today is that Epic Games has hit 500 million accounts. What? Yeah, it's a lot. And what I like about this is Epic obviously has a big game in Fortnite, but it also regularly gives away free games. Yeah. To do this, Epic actually pays the publisher and it costs Epic a lot of money. According to The Verge, during the Epic versus Apple trial, it was revealed that in 2020, Epic had racked up 330 million in unrecouped costs. That's from them like paying for games and just giving them away for free? (laughs) Yeah, but it did get 7 million people to try its store when it gave away Grand Theft Auto V for free. Wow. So they're going to keep doing it in 2022. Now I'm starting to see why Tim Sweeney gets so upset about Apple because he's actually (laughs) practicing what he preaches. Like that's pretty amazing right there. What else you got? So the other thing I thought was cool is uh, CNN was talking about why you don't have legs in virtual reality. It's a critical question for the metaverse. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like you're kind of floating around as like a little torso with arms and a head, basically. And, um, you know, it's a pretty obvious reason with most consumer headsets, you have the headset and then you have the controllers in your hands. So it can kind of figure out where your arms and hands and head are. But there's really nothing that tracks your legs or feet. And according to Andrew Bosworth, Meta's VP of Reality Labs and incoming CTO, tracking legs is just not workable in current headsets. A possible solution would be to put trackers on your feet. And I have seen this done. I have done this. Interesting. And so to to actually become that fully realized person, you have to be ready to wear a decent amount of gear, it sounds like. Yeah. And sometimes that's part of the immersion. So when I went and did this, I was a Ghostbuster. So, you know... It felt like I should be wearing a big backpack with my ghost busting equipment. And another (laughs) time I was a stormtrooper. Nice. It felt like I needed to be in bulky armor. But the question is, will people do this in their houses? Will they strap on all of this stuff in their houses? Maybe not. Uh, But we'll see. So this one I absolutely love because I'm a huge Peanuts fan. And Peanuts is becoming a fashion powerhouse. So If you've seen Peanuts characters in the wild recently, or you kind of like think that you have, you probably actually have. They've done a ton of collaborations with everyone from Marc Jacobs to Old Navy to Champion to Timex. And the interesting dynamic here is a lot of hardcore Peanuts fans are wondering what the founder and creator of Peanuts, Charles Schultz, would actually think about all this. If you've ever seen A Charlie Brown Christmas, there's kind of an anti-commercial undertone Mm, to it. That's right. So the whole vibe of of the entire special is about not commercializing Christmas. And so a lot of people think that he would look at this and, and probably say good grief or something like that that Charlie Brown might say. But the second thing that I saw that was really interesting to me is this new poll from the Pew Research Center about people getting news from podcasts. So I think... The entire controversy around Joe Rogan right now has set off a lot of people questioning, you know, how many people actually listen to podcasts? How many people actually listen to Joe Rogan? And while he has this monstrous audience, if you look at the numbers, I think he reaches like 100 million people a month or something is what they say. The numbers for people that actually get news from podcasts are surprisingly small given 
how many news outlets are getting into it right now. So 23% of adults say that they get their news from podcasts sometimes, and only 7% get news from podcasts often. And to the listeners, if you are one of that 7%, we love you and thank you and consider yourself an early adopter, um, <laughs> but still super early for news podcasts. It was, it was kind of surprising to me to see that it was really that early on. Yeah. I wonder if it's just because people spend their podcasting time listening to other forms of audio. Right. It'll be interesting to see if that number increases. I mean, I feel like all the big news outlets are starting to get more and more into podcasts. And maybe as like the generations continue to, to move on, this will become more and more popular. Changing gears, I think it's time to talk about freezing eggs, which is becoming a huge business. Juliet, I would love to hear more about what you found here. Yeah, so I found this super interesting in part because I'm friends with a lot of women in their 30s who actually are either starting to have kids or they're having conversations about freezing their eggs. And I was listening to this podcast, a news podcast, as it happens there we go. <laughs> on courts. <laughs> and it was talking about how there is actually a big rise right now in egg freezing. So the first baby born from a frozen egg was in the 80s. And at the time, it was kind of considered this experimental procedure recommended for women with medical issues that might impact their fertility later. So if someone found out they had cancer and they were going to need chemotherapy, they might decide to freeze their eggs before that and then hopefully be able to have a baby in the future. Gotcha. But there has been over a 1000% increase in the number of U.S. women who have frozen their eggs between 2009 and 2016 which is just huge. And part of that is like, it's now this mainstream thing. It's no longer considered an experimental procedure. And there are just a lot of people who are having kids later in life. So what they want to do is freeze their eggs when they're younger, because you're born with all the eggs you're ever going to have. And over time, they decrease in quality. So if you freeze them when you're younger, then you can have this time to focus on your career, other goals, finding the right partner, all things that people are now doing later in life for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And it's not a guarantee because you can never guarantee that this will be a viable pregnancy, but you have this chance that maybe in the future you'll be able to have children, even if you don't hurry up and do it right now. Yeah, this was so fascinating to me. I mean, I, I consider myself ignorant in kind of a lot of areas, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. This is totally unintentionally ignorant, but I did not realize that women are born with all the eggs that they're ever going to have. And I I have a child, so I should probably know something like that. But yeah, this this definitely seems like it's been on the rise like crazy. You know, you, you would think this would be something that your insurance would cover. But as of 2020, only 11% of employers with 500 workers and 19% of employers with 20,000 workers, and this is in the United States, we're covering egg freezing. But it's, it's a thing a lot of the big tech companies are doing, Facebook, Google, Apple. So it may, as you know, we're talking about these companies trying to be more attractive to job seekers, it could be something that we see more of. Oh, totally. I could definitely see this becoming more of kind of a mainstream benefit. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the other businesses that are popping up on the fringes of egg freezing? So I read about quite a few. There are a couple of boutique agencies, Trellis Fertility Studio, Kind Body, Extend Fertility. These cater to millennial women. Mm -hmm. I was reading about Kind Body and they have like this you know, you come in for an informational meeting and you have a glass of wine and it's very casual. Oh, wow. I think one of them, you know, they have like spa robes that you wear. Like they really want you to feel like this is comfortable. Yeah. Just normal thing to be doing, which has its advantages and disadvantages. Um, some traditional doctors are kind of wary of these startups 
saying like, you know, this Instagram aesthetic is cute or whatever, but like, it's not a guarantee. Even if you go through this process and spend all this money, it is not a guarantee and people should be aware of that. Right. Some of the other startups I was reading in TechCrunch about one called Carrot. They work with employers to offer fertility care benefits to their workers. And then one that I thought was pretty cool was called Mate Fertility, which was founded to offer inclusive and more affordable family planning services. Because, you know, it's not just heterosexual women who are getting this done. A lot of queer families are thinking about freezing their eggs, as well as transgender men who may want to have a child in the future are freezing their eggs before they start hormone replacement therapy. So, you know, there's no one type of person who's doing this. Nice. All right. And that's all we got for today, folks. Thank you for joining us. For more on the Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our behind the scenes maestros, Darren Clark and Matthew Brown. I'm Rob Litterst, and you've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. We will see you tomorrow.